We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast, presented by Twisted Tea. I'm Bill Trochi, Senior Editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our National College Football Writer at SportingNews.com. Thank you to everyone for listening to this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And for those of you watching on our YouTube channel at CFB Nation, if you have time to leave a review on Apple, that would be great. If you have time to leave some comments and a like on the YouTube channel, that would be great. Thank you to Irish Breakdown, your source for Notre Dame football information. They have a tremendous lineup of podcasts and great stories at irishbreakdown.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92, and you can follow me at Bill Trochi. Keep an eye on the main sporting news account at Sporting News. So um, part one, we talked about realignment with the Big Ten. I'm going to kick this off real quick with an ACC question for you. I mean, are they serious about Stanford Cal? You're connected in that league very, very well. Um, seems like a long shot for Stanford and Cal, but then again, you know, Pat Forty actually came out. He's connected to Stanford, as everybody knows. He was, a, you know, open to the idea as in terms of, uh, you know, it's it's not just a total long shot Hail Mary. What are your thoughts? Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea. Your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, when you said we're going to start with ACC question, I got my pen ready and was ready for another trivia. Uh, <laughs> that's how we got the last segment started off. Are they serious? I mean, they're discussing it and they're putting it out there that they're discussing it. I don't think they're doing that just to waste everybody's time. I think, you know, there, there's a sense right now, and, and as there has been the last three years or so uh, among major conferences where, you know, hurry up and wait, right? Like, we, we've got to do something. We just don't know what that something is. And when you look at Power Five conferences, everyone's done something. In Pac 12's case, not good, but everyone's done something since 2021 except for the ACC um now part of this to me that's fascinating is the narrative right like the ACC is falling apart they're in dire financial straits how are they ever going to compete ACC schools made 39 million dollars a piece this past year from their media deal big 12 schools will be making 31.7 million dollars a piece two years from now as part of their new media media deal like the ACC is very comfortably in the number three spot financially now again the gap between one, two, and three is astronomical, and I don't believe there's any realistic way to make up that gap. But it is amazing to me how much the PR machine has worked in Big 12's favor versus that of the ACC's. Again, the Big 12 doesn't have any schools that are going out there live-streaming their board of trustees meetings and essentially hold a pep rally to say, we can't afford to stay here anymore. Uh, so Florida State has certainly contributed to that negative narrative surrounding the ACC right now. Look, I, I, I think they look at Cal and Stanford right now and they see two like-minded institutions that are in need of a home and it's worth at least talking about. I have a hard time seeing it work. Uh, geography reasons, obviously, first and foremost, are the obvious ones. Financially, though, I don't think those two programs will do really anything for the ACC. And look, I, I don't know if Florida State has an ace up its sleeve. I mean, they're certainly acting like they do. And if they were to leave the ACC, they have to do it. Today's August 8th. August 15th is the deadline to give one year's notice uh, of your departure. We're talking about $120 million exit fee, uh, the grant of rights, which is yet to be contested by anyone in the court of law. And for good reason, that thing's worth hundreds of millions of dollars on its own. And it's signed through 2036. And the sense in the ACC is, hey, like no one made you sign this. Like we all decided to sign this together back in 2016. Now hindsight is 2020 and we can say, what were we doing? Locking ourselves into a 20 year deal when every other conference is doing a short term deal and the big 10, the sec, you name it, they're all going to be up for renewal with their next deals before we're up with this current deal in 2036. Um, but I just don't know if there's a, a, a realistic path out right now. Um, unless, even if a group of schools got together, the magnificent seven or whatever you want to call them, 
they better have landing spots, right? I mean, I just don't know what the realistic path out is right now, despite all the homework that's being done by certain schools behind the scenes. And I, I think, you know, bringing Cal and Stanford in, if they were to vote on that tonight and say, hey, they're going to be full members of the ACC starting next year, I don't think that fixes any of the fundamental problems that we're talking about when we talk about the ACC. It's not like Florida State's going to say, oh, we're good now. We get to go to Berkeley every other year. Like, <laughs> it just it, – it won't do anything for them financially. And talking to people around Florida State after that board meeting last week, I, I said, like, what's, what's the plan here? Like, what, what was the purpose of this? And the, the, the response I got was, you know, we know what our value is. We need the world to know that value for if and when, you know, we become a free agent. And the ACC and Jim Phillips are, are, are well aware of that. This was nothing they were they did not know. Um, they probably didn't appreciate Florida State going out there and screaming it publicly. But again, this wasn't new information uh, to anyone in Greensboro. Um, but it was a direct shot at some of the smaller schools in that conference that, frankly, are not as serious about competing at the highest level on the football field, that are not serious about competing for national championships the way Florida State, Clemson, and, and you know, it's a matter of opinion, but Miami is, you know, more years than not. Um, the great thing about the ACC is what is really hurting it right now. And that is, it is such a diverse group of schools. You've got some major state schools that have huge undergraduate populations. And you've got some small regional schools like Boston College and, and academically speaking to a lesser extent, Duke uh, and Syracuse, I would add as well, that, that don't exactly have the same kind of goals in mind, I think, at least with their football programs, as Clemson and Florida State do every year. And, and when you look at Cal and Stanford, they certainly seem to fit in that you know former category more than they do the latter. And therefore, I just have a hard time seeing Florida State and Clemson saying, bring them on down. Yeah, we'll be good. I mean, I, I, don't, think, I don't think it increases the value. I think it adds more travel headaches. And at the end of the day, whenever and however Clemson, Florida State at all want to leave, this is not going to stop that from happening. Yeah, so you're not seeing a Stanford branch campus opening in Gastonia outside Charlotte. Um, I don't know that we'll get that. I mean, that was my solution is you open a branch campus, build a football field, let your football guys live there for a couple months, and I don't see it happening. I did want to ask you about Notre Dame's relationship with the Big Ten. Um, I know the NBC contract's coming up, and I have this constant mat battle with my buddies. I, I always tell the story. My wedding was Michigan grad, Notre Dame grads, Ohio State grad, Michigan State grad. We picked on him a lot, but um, he was the lone wolf in the wedding. And we constantly talk Big Ten and we constantly talk Notre Dame with the Big Ten. And, you know, they've got games scheduled. I mean, is this a deal where it's just going to be that working relationship where you play Purdue and you play Michigan State? Or do you anticipate – more Big Ten Notre Dame matchups, which I am in favor for. This is just me speaking, you know, personally, I could see there being more because of those NBC relationships. Yeah. Um, and because, again, Pete Bavacqua, the NBC sports president, is going to take over next year as Notre Dame's athletic director. And I, I imagine he'd be on the same page with his former employer in that regard. Um, look, Big Ten's no different than anywhere else. If Notre Dame says we're open for business, they're going to do everything they can to get them. I, I don't see that happening. Uh, I don't see that happening. Let, let me put it that way. Last year when the Big Ten expanded to USC and UTLA, it was the first time where at least me personally, and, and frankly some, some people around that school who, who I talked regularly, were at least like, hear me out, 
You know, like it used to be a non-negotiable. Like, we're independent. That's it. We're, you know, last year when, when the Big Ten expands the way they did, it's like, well, let's see. The money's going to be astronomical. Um, your fear of joining a conference such as the Big Ten was always being marginalized as just another Midwest power that can't travel coast to coast the way they do now. Well, that solves as well, right? Um, so I, I it, it at least was like an idea that could be talked about, I think, among certain people there. I don't think it was ever going to happen as long as Jack Swarbrick was there, and I still don't see it happening in the near future after he leaves. Um, but if the ACC dissolves next a week from now, August 15th, Notre Dame needs a place to put its Olympic sports, right? Uh, I don't know if the Big East is going to say, hey, we'll give you the same deal we gave you 10, 11 years ago. Um, and that could could create a, a tricky situation. So uh, Notre Dame's the, the big one out there, right? Every conversation we have is, well, no one out there will add value other than Notre Dame uh, as far as conference expansion. Uh, I, I think the Irish hold steady. I think they believe they're going to get a competitive enough deal from NBC uh, and they can, you know, embrace being different the way they've done it for better or for worse, uh, depending on, on your uh, fandom of choice uh, the last hundred plus years. I think it's worked for them. Uh, I think it's as much about the university's identity as it is the football program's identity. Uh, and, and I don't see that changing unless their hand was, was absolutely forced. And frankly, with the 12 team playoff, I'd argue being independent is, is more valuable than ever before. And I'd also add to that right now when all, when the world is burning around them the last three years between SEC expansion, Big Ten expansion twice, Pac-12 dying. Uh, everyone in the world has some sense of anxiety right now, whereas Notre Dame's just like, eh, whatever, we call our own shots. Kind of like running your own website, if I could make an analogy there. <laughs> Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So the, the college football playoff format is set for 2024 and 2025, but nothing beyond that. The collapse of the Pig 12 of the Pac-12 will likely change that format. Notre Dame has always made a point of saying the path to the national championship is one of their decision makers. Do you see anything in the 2026 format that may alter that landscape a little bit? You know, it's interesting because Right. The contract's up for only two more years. And, and that's what they ultimately voted on ratifying last year, which needed unanimity. Um, I believe you only need a majority vote from the commissioners when you're drawing up a new contract. But to alter the past one, they needed all 10 commissioners and Jack Swarbrick to, to essentially approve the 12 team playoff. And let's not forget, Jack Swarbrick was one of four people responsible for developing and devising the 12 team plan. Him, Bob Bowlesby, uh, Greg Sankey and Craig Thompson, uh, the Mountain West commissioner. Interestingly enough, three of those guys will not be 
in their jobs. Two of them aren't already, and Jack won't be in his two years from now. Uh, so I, I suppose the mind can wander a little bit as far as who will ultimately be making that decision uh, if they were to go in a different direction. Now, again, they spent so much time going over every single minor detail with the 12-team format, really since 2018, uh, when Jim Delaney first raised the stink, that I can't imagine they're going to do two years of a new system starting next year and say, you know what, we're going to go to a completely different one again in 2026. I think there will be some minor changes, you know, the automatic qualifiers, if there's one less power conference, are you still going to have six automatic qualifiers, right? The power five, presumably in the, the highest ranked group of five champion. I, I, I could see that go into five automatic qualifiers and seven at larges. I'm sure there'll be a push in certain corners to make it just no automatic qualifiers and have everyone get in. And, and that I think is very, very risky for, for, for reasons that probably are obvious, you know, starting with, you know, Craig Thompson retired as a guy who they'll probably build a statue for among the group of five conferences for getting them national championship access. I don't think that's going to go out the window in two years just because the Pac-12 dissolved as we know it. Uh, so I think there are a lot of unanswered questions in that regard. Um, it'll make those meetings a lot more contentious and, and lively than they've been really since last August when they finally decided they were going to move forward with a 12-team system. Uh, but I'm curious to see what, what kind of tweaks they make to that system from a a qualifying standpoint, um, assuming the Pac-12 yeah. as we know it is not there. Either of those formats you presented does not affect Notre Dame's need to join a conference. They're going to have enough mm-hmm. at-large opportunities, right? And yeah, you know, I, I, I know Jack Swarbrick was part of the, the the team that developed this. I didn't love the idea that they couldn't get a buy. Um, I thought that right. actually, I know they could get a home game, but uh, I thought that right, it was for. Sorry, the four top four seeds could only be conference champions. Therefore, yeah, they they couldn't get a bye no matter what. I I thought that I thought they should have maybe fought again. I'm not in that room. Jack Swarbrick knows Notre Dame better than anyone. He knows who he's working with in that room better than anyone. I I was a little surprised from the outside looking in that they didn't try a little bit harder to be eligible to be a top four seed and therefore get a bye. Because again, when you look at you look at the playoff right now, right? There are a lot of teams we could look at across the country right now and say they got a chance to make the playoff. Realistically, to win it all, to win two games in that tournament, we're talking maybe five teams that, that probably have a realistic shot. And I think that number, that latter number, may be even smaller when you look at a 12-team format. But the number of teams that will actually be able to make the field and, and get the recruiting boom from that is obviously significantly higher. And I think Notre Dame's problem, if you want to call it that, is they've been good enough to make the playoff in the four-team era. At least they were under Brian Kelly. They made it two of his last four years there. Uh, they had to go perfect to do that. You don't need to go perfect in a 12-team uh, right. playoff era. Uh, but it would certainly help you to have one less, one less, you know, major team you got to beat on your road to a national championship. Yeah, and I remember Swarbrick's line of, like, I remember he was real – he was trying to be funny about it, I suppose, where he's like, this ensures that we never have to hear that we're playing in a conference championship again or that. And I'm like, well, my idea to Bill has always been, well, if you're doing this, get rid of the conference championships. I mean, because then we can just go straight to 12 teams. And But the automatic qualifier part is risky. Well, Bill, you better get him out of here. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to see this trivia we do. I, we got. I don't know what's down. the format of the trivia questions. Well, let's let's look at it from 2011. Okay, we will return to Trojan trivia. Matt, you answer, then Bill answer. We'll go school by school. What conference were the following five schools in in 2011? Louisville, Big East, 
Yep. Correct. One one. Uh, Boston College. ACC. Same. Yep. Uh, Missouri. Big Twelve. Yep. Big Twelve. Year before they went to the SEC. TCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mountain West. Mountain West. Mountain West. Four for four. And SMU. This was the one I was. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that, that tripped me up a little bit. Um, Conference USA. Same because I lost a bull pull because they lost an army in a bull game or something. And that's the only reason I know. Like you remember, it's that old poker. Yeah, I, that, yeah, the rounders, the, yeah, the rounders the analogy. Like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah. I, I could not tell you what my, uh, you know, cousins <laughs> or my wife's migraine medications name is when I go to the pharmacy, but I could tell you what conference SMU was in 12 years ago because of money I lost on right. whatever pool I was in with my college buddies. Yeah. That's, it's that rounders that's analogy. Of, yeah. Rounders <laughs> analogy of you never remember the things you win, but you always remember like the bad beats and the ones you lose. And that's another example of that. And Matt Latowski, our fantasy editor can confirm that story. Cause he heard how bad I was yelling at the TV at an army SMU game. So um, I, I know we tied because we had the same answers, whether we're all right or not. Is there a tiebreaker here? That was impressive. No, I don't have a tiebreaker ready for you. Five for five for both of you. I'm very impressed. Um, if we do this uh, type of trivia question five years from now, we'll have five different answers. Probably for five, right. Right. Five minutes from now, maybe. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you to Matt for joining us. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the Inside Zone with Matt Fortuna. Keep reading his work. Thanks to everyone for listening here. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you next week.